Welcome to Life Lean In, a podcast that brings you biblical insight and tested tips on living your life to its fullest potential while leaning into the influence you've been given. And now, your host, Pastor Dan Smith. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Life Lean In. Man, what we talk about all the time, nobody's perfect. We're all in process. And so here's the deal. We want you to keep learning, keep growing, and keep leaning in. So today's topic, man, is, is awesome. It's all about, man, women who are just killing it, successful in the business world, in church, in leadership. And man, I have a very special guest with me today, someone who's very important to me personally, a good friend, Julie Brown. Welcome to Life Thanks, Lean In. Thanks, Pastor Dan. It is awesome to be here. Well, man. How fun. It's, this is fun. We're going to have a blast. And to, I mean, to get it started, let's introduce you to everyone who is watching or, or listening to this podcast. We like to do something fun to help people to know you by doing what, kind of a rapid fire okay. question. Uh-oh. So you're going to fill in the blank. Okay. All right? Are you ready? I got it. You're on the hot seat. All right, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Your favorite place to travel is? Oh, Upper Michigan, Mackinac Island. Beautiful. All day long. Love it. Do you stay in the Grand Hotel? I have. Yeah. And I love it. But give me the smell of horse poop any day. <laughs> and I'm in heaven up there. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I actually have not. Well, have I been back? I have been back once. But I proposed to Kelsey on Mackinac wow. Island. Wow. What yep. a beautiful place mm -hmm. to do it. I think Tim, Tim, my husband's and my dream is that we would uh, spend six months on the island from fall to spring, just to see what it was like on the island. That's amazing. Wouldn't that be fun? I, it totally secluded. semi-terrify me because I'd be like, <laughs> I need bread. Where do I get it? <laughs> right. Or I, I, back in the day, I used to have to go to Lowe's all the time for, hey, I need this wrench or I need this screw. Where do you go? Where do you go? Do they go? have that on the island? You won't need those on the island. Anyways, this is supposed to be rapid fire <laughs> and I'm failing. <laughs> the one word your husband would use to describe you is. Ooh, one word. Um, I would say, you know, I would say he, uh, he would use the word wise. Wise. I think he would use the word wise. What, what would me. you don't, he, I did not prepare you for this. What's the one word you would use to describe him? Um, hilarious. Til Tim Brown, <laughs> hilarious. That's fantastic because the man tells so many jokes. Oh my gosh. Constantly. He hooked me with his jokes. And so I'll be honest, <laughs> most of the time, because I'm not that smart of a human, it takes me a long time to catch up. <laughs> but yes, he is hilarious. I've heard them all, Dan, many I, times. <laughs> then there you go. So you you laugh continuously. Yes. Your favorite musical artist of all time. Ooh, artist. Uh, there's artists and there's bands. I would say artists. Or bands, yeah, either one. Artists would be Bonnie Raitt, band, the Doobie Brothers, man. The Doobie Brothers. You gotta have Did you know that to this day... My father-in-law, Dr. Mark Knopf Singer's ringtone is the Doobie Brothers. What song? I do you think well, I have any we'll idea? Because now I, gotta I wish get I, yeah, I know I wish I knew, <laughs> I but I, I, I'm trying to remember what it even goes like. Well, I'm not gonna pull He's it out. He's even cooler now. No, good deal. Favorite song of all time. Favorite song of all time. Ah, um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. So good, so, so good. good. I just want to dance right now. So okay, next one. One meal that you would spend with anyone, alive or dead, meaning they're alive oh, or dead, who would you choose? Um, 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 Abraham Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Honest I, Abe. I would. That would be fantastic. I totally dig that. 
Oh my gosh, I would be yes. overwhelmed. I honestly, I couldn't answer that question. There's so many people, right, and right. I just love to eat. Right. So, right, right, right. Favorite thing? <laughs> what's your favorite thing about yourself? Um, you know, um, I'm a really good listener. I agree. I I, I, I agree. Love, I love people's stories. Yep. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Here's the last one, and it's the most important one: is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's surrounded by bread. By so definition. It's a sandwich. By definition, <laughs> is a hot dog that. a sandwich? Hey, in the comments, in the comments, man, we want to know what do you think is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> this is important. This is, this is research. <laughs> well, let's get started. Today's topic, man, we're going to talk about you as a leader. Uh, you've accomplished some incredible things in your life and you are continuing to do that. But, man, growing up, man, you've been a successful. Um, business owner, CEO, you've been successful in um, so many different areas of serving our community. But as growing up, little Julie Brown, just a, just, just a wee little person. Yes. What did you want to be? Um, well, I wanted to be a singer. And so I would set up my Fisher Price toy so that I could be a singer and I'd have a stage and my stepdad would always play country music and you know, hits of the day. So I would make my, so those of you too young to know what a Fisher Price person is, little wooden people. I'm a, yep. I know I, I got you on age, my friend, but do you know? I absolutely Fisher know Price? these things. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I would set them up and, and I was going to be a singer. Then I, as I got older, I thought that's going to take a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of luck and a lot of this and a lot of that. So I thought I'm going to be a news reporter. I think I'll be a journalist because I thought I get to write. I get to use my curiosity ask people questions. And it was very a very noble thing mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. And then by the time I got into high school, there was this gal that was the first female TV anchor, Jessica Savage, in New York. And I thought, I want to do that. So I was going to be a TV news anchor. And that's what I set out to be. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and it, it obviously performing in front of all of those little wooden Fisher-Price people <laughs> would have helped you to have accomplished that goal. Well, yeah, you're, I mean... And obviously, you've had a great experience in that. You've, you're well spoken. You love. Oh, thank you. You've even said this. You're like a wordsmith. You yeah, love words. I'm a word nerd. I can't. And uh, that's incredible. It's a it's a it's a curse. <laughs> but uh, I I will look up words to see what they mean. And I hope you don't follow me on social media because I am the king <laughs> of typos. I've been told. So I'll our team has to fix those. Well, you, you got to have a good proofreader. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you, you grew up wanting to be a musician. You're still, you still do music. I have a band. My yeah. husband and I have a band. We're, we're loving it. I've been on the worship team at New Life and many worship teams, many bands. Music is so, it's such a gift from God to be able to, um, it's the glue with people. Yeah. I don't care what side of the political aisle they're on, what country they're from, what age they are, but music is this incredible glue. So for for my husband and me, music is like a, a, an incredibly important hobby. And our and our business is based around music too. So mm -hmm. we're kind of surrounded by it. Yeah, no by doubt. Yeah. Well, I know Kelsey and I, one of the things we love about stuff that you even do with music, you, I don't know if you still do this. I know that during the Christmas season, you used to gather a bunch of friends. Oh, yeah. I think you still do this. You gather friends and you You'll sit around and, and play music in your living yeah. room, and then you'll go carol yep. to all the neighbors, yep. and yeah. it's just fantastic. And of course, you do a huge concert usually in the summertime uh, to benefit your yeah. husband's brother. 
Yeah. Um, Sunday's on Sunday, and it's just exactly. a fantastic event. So yeah, we've used we've used music a lot. You to, bring it together to raise money. And, yeah. Um, for for many many years. So yeah. Well, you guys are so gifted in that well, way, thank and it's you. just very much. I love the, I love the <laughs> idea that music brings you together. Yeah. It's just it's just awesome. It's so true. So you so you grew up wanting to be a singer. You you went into broadcasting and, and maybe becoming a yeah. reporter or yeah. a investigative jur- investigative journalist, something like that. Where what took you to business? Like where where did that all come from? You said it has to do with with music. Yeah. What yeah. did you find? Like where did like how did you go, man, this is something that the world needs. Yeah. And we're gonna create this business. Yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah. When you look back, you go, wow, how did I get here? So um my plans were interrupted when I had a child in yep. college mm-hmm. and my plans to go to New York and be this big famous, you know, TV star was, were, were dashed and I had to rethink everything. And so over the next few years, um, I had some fits and starts where I had to drop out of school and mm-hmm. I had to get, and I, but I was always, I could always talk myself into a job cause I was pretty trustworthy. And so I got some really, some really good jobs early on and, and I'm thankful for that. But then I met my husband to be, yeah, Tim Brown, yeah, who was already in music, and uh, he had this concept for a business that would help businesses market themselves to callers on hold, yeah. And you know, we're in you know three years into our marriage, we've got a baby on the way, and I, you know, because we have our older son that he helped me raise, and and I thought on hold, who in the world would <laughs> ever start a business with that? Well, aren't I the fool? <laughs> because here we are, you know, years later, we're 24 years into this thing and 15 employees. Yeah. And about to hire two more. And um, he he was onto something because, again, like we were talking about a moment ago, music is the glue. Well, yeah. music is the glue for people just trying to wait to get some help from an agent right. in a context. Huh? Yes. And it can be either really bad or it can be either really good. Yeah. So our business helps it be really good. I love so it. So if it's really good on hold, then I'm sure it's our company. And I have literally <laughs> sent you messages yes, you have. saying I was just on hold with my doctor's office or whatever. Yeah. And man, it's just like the elevator music or just right. the crappy jazz, whatever right. it is. And you're right. like, you guys are needed it's, everywhere. Because yes. <laughs> every time you call anyone, you're... Well, you're on a call, like For a whole sure. system of some and sort. One of our uh, our biggest customers is T-Mobile, and they, you know they have a they handle a million calls a day. Wow! Think about that. Yeah. About the contact center you need for that. Yes. And you better have a really good experience for those people. Are they gonna? What are they gonna do? They're going on social media and right. complain. So our business helps large companies like that figure all that out mm-hmm. and to to the dentist office around the corner yeah. too. So big and small, you yeah. gotta have it. I so, love it. I love yeah. it. So you are actually, so your, your husband had, had this idea. Yep. You guys were like, okay, we're going to do this. You were figuring. He was going to do it. He was going to do I it. I stayed working. This was so what day. were you doing at that time? So I worked for a, a, a Kalamazoo based organization called the Gilmore Keyboard Festival. That's right. I remember And I was the that. first marketing director for the first 10 years and uh, traveled all around the world and um, put, put these incredible concerts on locally. And, but he, this thing that he was doing was starting to work. Yeah. And at the same time, we were having another child. And I had this heart's desire to, how can I do both? Sure. Could I be home with my children and have a career too? And I think that's the the, the juggle that so many women are facing. So by taking, and, and I went to him and, and it was, he was nervous because he was of the generation of women now work. Sure. So I had to go yeah. to him after successfully working 
saying, I'm just feeling like God is wanting me to not do this anymore. And mm-hmm. it, we were, he was terrified because I was the bread and butter while he was building this little right. business. Yes. Right. So we took a leap of faith and I brought college girls in while I worked from home and then saw that his, so that was to get through the end of my Gilmore career. But then I saw that his business really needed my help. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a pretty good, I'm a pretty good administrator, I'm a pretty good I, I, visualizer of where people need to be and, and uh, problem solver. And I could see that he really needed that help. Mm-hmm. So I left Gilmore and joined Tim and it was slim pickings for a long time. It was very scary yeah. to leave something that you know is a sure paycheck to go jump into the world of entrepreneurialism. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what we didn't know. I had never gone to business school. Neither had he. Um, We've got three kids now. We're working late, but we were tenacious mm-hmm. in that this is we're going for broke here. Right. Literally going for broke. Yep. Um, didn't know about things like profit and loss statements and balance sheets and a budget and how do you hire people and how do you fire people and how do you manage people? And so I took that on on behalf of our business because it wasn't his sweet spot. His sweet spot is the visualizer of uh, we need this product and this product. So together... God has knitted us uh, in an incredible way when I look back how, how this all happened with what little we didn't know, right. which is a testament to um, God can fill in the gaps where, where you have big holes in your understanding mm-hmm. or, your, or your confidence, and he'll, he'll come alongside you. Yeah. And I just see it as just a, an incredible thing. Well, Julie, I love, I love what you said about tenacity because I think even, even some of the the identity of this podcast, the idea of like, never stop learning, never stop growing is I was even talking to Kelsey, my wife last, last night about how in, in our world, we've made this thing called college, like the end all be all for people graduating, graduating from high school. Exactly. And not everyone's, not everyone's meant to do that. Like I know extremely successful business owners, entrepreneurs, people in the trades that didn't go to college, they didn't need to go to college. That's right. But man, they were learners. Yeah. Like they were, they weren't going to keep what they didn't know from going after it. And I love that tenacity that you talk about because it's, it's crucial. You, you can, you can have an idea and you could have that entrepreneurial spirit and you may lack a lot of things, but if you have the want to, that's right. You'll learn it. That's right. And you'll learn what you don't know and, or, or bring in people to help you to understand yep. what you don't know. And, Yep. Man, starting a church, there's a heck of a lot of things that I did not know about starting a church. And I have thought about you and Kelsey a lot. Um, has it been six years now? We're going on year five six? years, yeah. Okay. This'll be, yeah, five, it'll be six. Yeah, or start, or, start of our sixth year in two weeks. Yep. Right. So five whole years. Yep. And I thought how much you... Um, the ideas that you thought were the most brilliant ideas, you go, that was terrible. What was <laughs> right. I thinking? Yep. But you got to do the trial and error, and you need a team mm-hmm. with you that says, "I get you." Yes. And we're we're going to let you fail in front of us, but we're here to support you. And I think that that is also the kind of team that I've had to build, even at my business. I've got some key people that we couldn't do this business without them. Yeah. They know who they are. Yep. But it takes time to to get there. Yep. And tenacity. If if you're in it to win it, you got to stay in it to win it. Yeah. You can't. There are days I'm sure that you would never. Maybe you and Kelsey would never admit to anybody's like, why did we ever say that we would do this? And those are those <laughs> moments where right where the devil goes, hmm, maybe you should just go back to the yeah. 
work world Dan and well, and we were Kelsey, go get a job. Know, somewhere we were else. similar to you and you and Tim. Like we, you know, God had placed this in my heart from even years before, mm-hmm. you know, I even met Kelsey. And, yeah. and so, you know, we were, we were just like you guys in terms of like, you know, I'm called to do this and she's for it, but she's not, yeah. she wasn't going to step into it necessarily as a staff member at the, you know, at the yeah. beginning or anything like that. But man, now she's, she's using her gifts to help yes. and well. And we've, it's really a beautiful picture of how God, like you said, has, has, has put our gifts that complement each other so well, Yeah. which leads me to the question. You're the CEO of the company. How did that happen? <laughs> so this was your husband's brainchild, yeah. his vision, and now you run the ship. Well, <laughs> Tim has often said, if I had to be asked for a cost of what it is to buy our service, I would just give it away for free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Love I it. said, well, we can't have that right. because we need, to be, money. We, we need to be profitable. Yes. And uh, I, so I, um, I mean, Tim knew what he was getting when he asked me to marry him. Yeah. And, and I'm a strong woman. Yes. And um, so I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to run a company. I think it's, how about if I step in? And at first I didn't want to call myself president or CEO, but I had to eventually get to that point because now I'm, now we're entertaining calls right. with, with, you know, key customers and we're trying to get some investment money and somebody had to own the, the yes. lead. And I just said, I, I think I need to be it. Yep. And he's, he's such a con, um, uh, confident, um, he has no self-esteem issues. That's fantastic. He was totally good. He was fine. In fact, I think he was grateful for it. <laughs> so this does mean that my husband does report to me. And um, that's a that's tricky. Yeah. And I'm sure you I, and Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's tricky. And uh, Have I, you ever, qu- have you, either <laughs> of you quit on each other or fired each other? I have quit on him, but he never quits on me. <laughs> he won't go anywhere. He's just, he's like. I'm not even going to tell you what <laughs> has happened in our home <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and for us it's 24 years. For you sure. it's 5. Right. There was there was one time many years ago that I was so frustrated with the decision he'd made with the developer that we'd hired that I started to sell Mary Kay cosmetics <laughs> on the side. What a joke <laughs> that oh, was. Goodness. And that was a gazillion years ago. But but I had but I had to go through that too of what yeah. am I committed to? And now once I get once I got it into my head and my gut that this is what we're doing, I took off like like fire that's awesome and i'm on fire right and we're in it to win it like i like i said and um i i'm i'm i I think i'm really good at this person needs to be here and we need to do this and how about this by this and how about you come over here and then and then just orchestrate and organize everything absolutely and it's and it's needed i mean yeah like obviously i was a football player a good head coach is the one who's looking at all the players going hey I know yep. you want to play running back, but man, you really are good over here and we need you exactly. over here. And that's right. So that's fantastic. That's right. I yeah. love that. So can, is there like a moment, I mean, you, you said like you, um, you had this moment with Tim where he's made mistakes or whatever, like what, like you said, he's confident. I, that's, that's crucial. Yeah. Like I love, I love the fact that you said, man, he's confident. He's, he's, He's not, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I think so many people when it comes to couples, married couples, is they struggle, especially Christians, yeah. with how, who's supposed to lead. Yeah. And and honestly, for, for me, when I look at the Bible, he, God talks about our gift that yep. he's given every single one of us. Yep. And I, I often argue that, that Kelsey is actually built 
more biblically in the spiritual gift of pastor. Like she will minister to a person, a sheep, if you will, one-on-one so yeah. much better than I do. I, I, I pastor a flock. Like gotcha. when it comes to yep. shepherding yep. flock, sheep. Yep. See what I'm saying? Yep. And so like, but how that works. You're seeing the hillside and she's seeing this one little lost lamb that I got to go exactly. put my arms around yeah. and, and, and rescue. B- and it's needed. Yep. And it's, and they're both needed and they're both personality types. And, and I think sometimes within marriage, when you run an organization together or whatever, those yep. two things, you can see them as in conflict with one another, conflict with one another, or you can see them as a gift because yep. we need both. Yep. Yeah. You know? And so how did like you, so when you guys made the decision for you to take over, you really saw the gifts that you had and what he had. Yeah. And how's that played out? Yeah, it was kind of subtle. I mean, it happened a little bit, a little bit at a time. Um, there have been moments where um, I realize that I have to, I, I can be harsh with him, like no one else can be, like um, because of his personality. And I have to go, no. And I'll be the one to say to him what all the employees wish they could say. But Mama Julie has to go in and go, no, we can't do that right yeah. now. Or we have to be doing this. And so I've learned that I have to be careful with his um, emotions and his feelings where I can sometimes in the past, I don't, I, I think God has really helped mature me in this way. I've hurt his feelings, sure. just being blunt, trying to move through the day, got kids at home that need to be fed. Let's go, let's go. And now that they're older and I'm getting older, I'm looking like this man is precious to me. Yeah. And even though, yes, I am on, a, on an org chart, his boss, yeah. he's still my mate. Right. And I have to find ways to inspire him that the normal CEO, CT, he's, a, he's our CTO. I just named him that. And he's yeah. like really relishing the role now. <laughs> Chief technology officer, for love those it. aren't sure what that I means. But um, I, I have to remember that he and I are, 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 are um, buddies for life. Mm-hmm. And, and there are ways to get him to do what I need him to do. And I'm learning, too, that I, I can also apply that same logic and that same technique to even what I want employees to do. So God yeah. is... Through, through attending New Life Church, I, and I said this to somebody just the other day, that my faith is stronger under your leadership than it ever has been. So I'm now applying these techniques that I'm learning in my own faith. How can I, how can, how can you really be uh, a Jesus freak and really be a strong leader? I used to say, nope, you got to be kind of a stinker mm-hmm. to lead a company. You got to be harsh and right. in control. That's not, nobody wants to work, work like, work for someone like that. Right. There are company leaders who run their shop like that. There are some pastors who run their shop like that. Yeah. Do, we can have it both ways. Yeah. We can be loving and get what we want out of people. Well, I appreciate. It's, it sounds I, a little manipulative, but it's, yeah. but it's Jesus did it well, with I, the disciples. I, mean, I appreciate that compliment that you just gave, but I also, I mean, you know, keeping it real because we do like to do that. I you know, one of the things that I personally struggle with the most is my entire life in leadership was people barking orders. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, with whether in athletics or or, or different things, um, even the generation my dad grew up in, he was an only child of a military, you know, father. And so I grew up in a very direct, very, this is how it is life up to this point. And so even in this context, I'm still learning how to lead well and not, you know, crush people with my command or, um, 
because yep. it's just how I'm, I'm, I'm wired. Well, you want to get it. You want to hurry up and get things moving. Right. And then people don't see what you but see. You, you can't take can't run people over. That's right. And leave them in your wake because yep. it's not helpful to your, That's your right. mission. Or ignore them. Right. And I have a, and I have had a habit of of ignoring some of my employees because like, well, they don't report to me. They report to her. And mm-hmm. and, and I l- lately I, I think, what does God what what is what must that be like to be her and watch the you know, the boss come in and go and then go right into my office and not sure. say anything. And again, Jesus would not Jesus wouldn't do that. Right. And I'm supposed to be like Jesus wherever I am. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I, I love that you one of the maybe one of the best things about what you just said and and really the point of this podcast is I don't I don't care who any of us are. I'm a pastor and I still need to grow yeah. and I still need to learn. I need, I still need to become more like Jesus. You could become a CEO. You could be the CEO of the the biggest, most yeah. successful company in the world. You could be the president of the United States, Yeah. but man, we got to have the humility to grow and learn how to love people better and inspire people to great things. Yeah. And, and so I really, I appreciate that about you. And I, just, just one, one last thing I want to touch on, cause this has been fantastic. When you came to New Life Church, and I'll let you I'll let you phrase it how you wanted, mm-hmm. but you asked me the question. You felt like you were kind of called to use your gifts mm-hmm. as a leader and even a communicator because mm-hmm. you're a phenomenal communicator. Thank you. Um, musician, all those things that you've been through in your life, you've had a, just incredible experiences. But you had the question, man, can a woman even speak in church? Yeah. And I, you asked me that question and and you even said for a while, and I don't know how long it was that 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 the enemy of our souls was saying to you that that Satan was saying to you is just you know sit down and shut up. Yep. yep. So like, tell me about that, mm-hmm. and and kind of where have you come from there, and 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 how do you see yourself now? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, so there was a, I had I've always had a desire. I I'll, I'll keep notes of of interesting topics for messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, thought, boy, I'd love to share that. Where do I share that? Yeah. And, but then at the same time, the the song that Satan has had in my head, and it's a terrible song, is "Who do you think you are? Sit down and shut up. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say." Mm. And a lot of it comes from messages that I had from growing up in 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 my household. But then battling those and battling those. And even uh, even into the workplace, as I was, I would try to uh, you know lead my team, and I would come across a very strong employee, and sometimes I would kind of let them get away with stuff because I didn't want to stand up to them. Hmm. So for me, it's not not only standing up to believing in myself enough because I am a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and having the having the confidence to not worry whether whether that employee likes me or not, but also what is it that God would have me do. Um, just to help others know more about him, yeah. and and having the desire and the and the um, the the tenacity to say I, I can't get rid of these ideas for speaking and these message ideas. I'm going to follow through on it, and I'm going to have the nerve to say something to you one day. Yeah. And it was after 21 days of prayer, yeah. and it exposed it. And and I appreciated your saying, not at this church. We that's not. Uh-uh, we're not going to let those voices be heard because that's from pit of hell itself. Yeah. And, and so then, you know, we did that great women's event and, yeah. and ever th- since then I've done a few other things and 
have loved it. So what would you say, because honestly, as a leader of, of New Life Church and our organization that we lead, I want every single person to flourish in the gifts that God has given to them. If there's someone who's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, man, I feel like God's called me to this or gifted me for this, but I hear the voice either from my past or from even friends, even family members saying, sit down and shut up yeah. or from Satan, whoever that's coming from, even, even pastors. Yes. What would you say to that person? Because my opinion is Jesus wants the church to be mobilized. And it's not just about the gifts that he's given me as the lead pastor. It's about the gifts he's given to every single person. Yes. So if you can unleash someone who's listening today to man, go after it and yep. be a part of what God's doing, yep. what would you tell that person? Uh, I've been reading in Matthew about how Jesus took these guys from all different walks of life and pulled them together into his posse, and he began to put into them. And he knew what each one of their strengths were because he, he, he made them, right? He right. created them. He's God. And how when he was done putting into them, they came out of their shell and said, I, I am desired and loved, and I have what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I think that following Christ is the only way that that is ever going to come out of you because he is your maker. Mm -hmm. And not only is our brother, but he's also our savior and he's our Lord. And so by following him, you begin to you begin to say, I don't have to listen to what the world is saying. And the world can mean your family. The world can mean your friends. The right. world can mean yeah. other sources, other voices that you're listening to. But he becomes our world. And he becomes my my anchor and my, uh, my compass of I'm going to do this. And I'm going to trust him that these thoughts that I have, these dreams, that's hope. Yeah. That I can follow him. And, and if I'll just take the next step and take the next step and don't give up. Those are very Jesus-like things to say and to do. He never gave up right to the end. So if we're, if, if we're going to follow him, we can't give up. Yeah. We have to be just like him. He told us to be. Right. So that's good enough for me. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, this, is, this has been so good. I am so, Julie, I am personally so grateful for you. I'm grateful for Tim. Thank for you. For your leadership, your gifts, your faith, how you continue to let God grow you. And, uh, man, I hope all of you have benefited from this. We love this. I, you're going to come back. One I hope, day hey. we're going to invite you back and we're going <laughs> to do this again. But here's the deal. Nobody's perfect, right? We're all in process. So we want to encourage you, man, be unleashed. Be a world changer and a difference maker like Julie Brown. Okay? So never stop growing. Never stop learning and keep leaning in. Mm -hmm.